Yo soy fiesta. Yo soy fiesta. Oh yeah. Here we go. Okay. So <laughs> it is, uh, you know, first time, long time. This is first time in 2021, isn't this? Yeah. <laughs> for, for uh, you know, to file your grievances. And we have a great episode. To- Matt, what beer is that that you're drinking? What? What 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 flavor beer is that? Oh, what flavor? It's my official Heineken. Wow. You know, why don't we brew our, our own beers? We should. Oh man. Uh Brew hops filed. Maybe. Stout. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, the citrusy flavored hoppy. So, so it is. Uh, it is January eighth. Uh, January eighth. Nothing two, has gone on recently. Two thousand twenty-one. Um, by the way, <clears throat> Matthew. A couple things happened today. Since it is January eighth, the All Pro teams were announced, so that's uh, that was exciting. It was I. It got my tinsel in the tank. Uh, JC Jackson wasn't on any of them. Right, and and a certain uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady was snubbed too. Uh, Josh Allen would 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 have sufficed, but he was snubbed. Um, you know, and I'm looking for uh, you know the Buccaneers on this list, and I just don't see it. Um, but yeah, of well, course, to be fair, outside of Brady, who would have like? Oh, I guess the two inside linebackers. Yep, yep. I I would have guessed one of them would have made a ball pro team, first uh, team, second team. Is there a third team? Uh, who who knows? But who cares? Apparently, there's a a, a first receiver who's ever recorded seven back to back to back to back to back to back to back a thousand yard receiving seasons. Wasn't like, AJ Green? Mike Evans. Before and then, and then he hyperextended his leg one one well, play he was later. Practicing yesterday. He was practicing, which is good news. Also January eighth. Guess what, Matt? It is uh, it's Lizzie's birthday today. Did you know that? I you didn't tell me. I didn't know this. Happy birthday to Lizzie. Wow. And happy birthday, Elizabeth. Yes. And what what else is new on January eighth? Uh, uh, nothing's happened in current events recently, so that we could I know. I've we could just. The news. And they're still talking about stuff that happened. Yeah, we, we could just skip that right over. Um, <laughs> you know, we, Matt and I were contemplating uh, broaching the topic, but we figured, you know. <sighs> what happened was not good. Right. They're, as, they're, as every, every, every girl on Instagram put on their stories to see what happened. Right. I'll summarize it, boil it down. To everything that you need to know, what happened on Wednesday now? What happened? Yes, was not good. No. Well, and and here's something else. I don't want to get too controversial here, Matt. But uh, there there were people in Washington D.C. Is that or or we uh, being too opinionated now? Because you know we we don't want to say anything where we get uh, you know canceled immediately. So we got to keep it uh, very high level. The people uh, were in Washington D.C. How's that? Yes. 
And if you know, thank God for social media, Matt, because if it weren't for all those Instagram stories, I, we just would have had no clue what happened or even what to think. Thank you, social media, for telling Matt and I how to think. We appreciate it because we don't have minds of our own. Thank you to the people who are telling us how to think. Yes, I, uh, anyways, it was so, not good. No. So, very, very bad. Continuing, anyways, football. Continuing, continuing on the social media track, though, Matt did, uh, you know, he, he was on the Twitter world. He was on the Twitter I world do, today. I only speak, as you know, I only speak, my only tongue is truths. Truths. Right? Yep. Truths. I, I speak in facts, not opinions. Correct. Right? So what you, t- what I say is gospel. Right. However so, agitating it might be, it is true. Um, I have a video to and, play for the, for the audience. Yes, to, uh, and this can be a decent talking point for the episode as well. Right, and let, let's roll the tape here. Yes, go for it. Here we go. Here's the tape being rolled. A million a year. Matt in Sudbury has a Patriots thought. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are aware, Belichick is making close to $25 million a year, according to Mike Florio. The best thing in life is free. I... I, you can give it to I, I swallowed my tongue. I, 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 I spat out my coffee. I, I'm si- Did you say $25 million? Is that a report? Yeah, someone was you know tweeted at Mike Florian. I was like, Belichick makes close to $25 million a year. What? I mean, he yeah. put that out there like that's fact. Yeah. Your love give me such a thrill. 15, 20 at least. And again, I bet you there's all kinds of perks in there that oh. we don't know about that probably brings the value close to 25 Oh, oh. To quote our very own sports buzzer on Twitter, Adam Jones, old and overpaid. If Bill was a player, he'd cut himself. (laughs) Oh, my God. He would have been been restructured a long time ago. That was my favorite. That that was my favorite. So, you know, for the viewers, if you didn't know, Matt and Sudbury is our very own Matt. I I am many things. I am our underground source for the plague, and I'm Matt and Sudbury. Right. So... you know, we that that is a great talking point, okay? Yes. So if I heard that, I was like, "Holy cow, that's a lot!" Because so here, think of it this way: Matt Rule. You know how the Carolina Panthers hired Matt Rule straight yes. out of college, no professional experience coaching. I wouldn't have done that, but yeah, yep. He's making nine million dollars a year, and on the radio, they were talking about Urban Meyer, who's rumored. For the Jacksonville Jaguar job, and he was request uh, Jaguars job, and he was requesting at least twelve million dollars a year. That's what the rumors were. Shout out oh, Jim Harbaugh Rouch. just got an extension, by the way. Yes. Okay. Uh, Best coach. And so the, the discussion was twelve million dollars a year seems like a lot, but compared to Matt Rule, who did less in college than Urban Meyer, obviously has accomplished. It seems like a fair thing. And then you say Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh. Uh, coaches like Mike Tom and that sort of thing, they're going to make in that 12 to $15 million range. And you're like, right. okay, well, how much is Florio was just like, yeah, he makes a lot. He makes a lot. The running was a lot closer to 25 than it is 12 million. So it's upwards of 20, a probably 25. Um, and I would say, Hey, that's worth it. Not after this year, but Hey, that's worth right. it. But it, it, I would also say, because forever, I feel I like, like you could have gotten another coach to help to have you go seven and nine too. 
feel like if you put Lombardi out there, do you think Lombardi would get them to seven and nine with that roster? <laughs> or Eddie? Or hey, Paul you, you hey, you had you had two first team All Pros on that roster. <laughs> One was the punter. <laughs> yeah, and the other was the punt returner. <laughs> Our punt game is ridiculous. Everything else blew. Yeah. Um, no, uh, would you agree though that? Seven and nine with that roster, with maybe the worst passing game in the league, is uh, at least that. Belichick, the GM, shot Belichick and the coach right in the foot. Right, and so that that was one of my things at the beginning of the year. You want to complain the about other, the team that New England has? Guess who put it together? The other thing, I when I called one of the, the other part of that call was Belichick's making twenty five a year. Year, which is most more than I more than I'm assuming any other coach on the planet is making for any sport. Right, right. He, he might be the highest coach, paid coach on the planet. Um, the last five years, I think it was according to Mike Sando, who I forget who he writes for, but whatever it was brought up on the show. The Patriots since 2016, the last five years, have paid the least amount of money out in the league for the roster. The least, really, 32 out of 32. They have. I guess if you're Kraft, you're saying we've won two Super Bowls. We went to another one in that time, so that justifies it. And they're paying the coach the highest amount in the league. But to think of it as the Patriots are paying the least amount of money in the league over the last five years is pretty insane. You're saying the least? The least. Okay. The the lowest amount of money in the league. So what was with Belichick saying earlier this year, uh, we sold out, you know, um, obviously that's why we suck this, you know, so more or less, I all let me let me defend Belichick for like it's obviously a decent amount of the the blame goes to Belichick in terms of the roster. But what I've heard is the Patriots have the cap, the salary cap, wherever it is, whether it's a hundred million, one hundred fifty million, or two hundred million, whatever it is that year, that's how much money they have to spend. And other obviously, if they're spending the least amount of money in the league, other teams have more than the salary cap because the cap is a bunch of bullshit anyway. Yeah. So that that initiative that that detail is not coming from Belichick. Belichick, uh, I don't think, is saying I'm going to spend the least amount of money in the league. That's obviously coming from the Crafts, who are signing the checks, and that's their money that's coming out of their pockets. Which I don't give a shit about the owner making less money. You should. They're billionaires anyway. They should. I'm I'm kind of like looking at this saying, okay, I it, I guess. Um, hey, whatever Kraft, Kraft did worked. I, yeah, I, like this is why Belichick getting so much money because over the last twenty years they've had the most success. This isn't the first time either that I've heard that they spent the least amount of money in the league. Back in 2013, when the Broncos and the Seahawks were two of the best teams in the league, they obviously just went to the Super Bowl. They were spending the I think I forget which order one and two in terms of money spent in the league. The Patriots were at the bottom, like they were 28th or below. I forget exactly where, but it was one of those things. This hasn't happened. This isn't abnormal for the crafts and Belichick. So it makes sense why um, Belichick is the highest paid coach because if the crafts look at him and say, you're the best manager, think of it as a company. They're the board. He's the CEO. He's management. And he gets the, the, um, front end staff to like he maxes he maximizes the interns better than any of the other you know <laughs> how many L- listen, players I, I, I think he's good at uh cooking the groceries that he gets but i think he's horrible at shopping for the groceries 
I think he's well, he, horrible is not. He's had a bad run at drafting. Would you agree? Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to, you know, complete the kitchen analogy here because maybe you just had uh, such a great uh, cover-up for, for 20 years where you just, you know, doused everything in, in, in hot sauce to, you know, to mask how horrible the taste actually is. And then then you take off the hot sauce and then you're like, oh, wait, this is actually kind of garbage. We're like, to we, be fair. We have bad ingredients and as good as fair, a chef as we think we have. Uh. To be fair, they don't have, obviously, as you just detailed, they don't have the same level of funding as these other teams do to build the team. But Belichick has still been able to build a roster that went to Super Bowls four out of five years. I understand he has Tom Brady, right? But the Green Bay Packers were never able to figure it out with Aaron Rodgers. They went to one. New Orleans hasn't been able to figure out. They've only been to one. Um, who else? Like, you've seen Dallas have spent all the money in the world, and they had Tony Romo, who I, I mean, he was... A- Love Romo. No. But they couldn't figure it out. I do have a question, though. Yes. So if this is the reaction we have for Bill Belichick after a 7-9 season, it seems like a lot of defending. and, and okay. no, 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 no. This is so not I, defendable. This is also him drafting horribly in their offense. Just, yeah. Right. I, I just wanted some sense of accountability here because I know that oh, if, no, this is, if my this guy is and it, I know if my guy in Tampa Bay went seven and nine, there would be no excuses saying, well, it's a new system. It's the new coach. It's not being on the same page. Oh, with no, the no, rece- no, no, no. This is, and well, everyone I, just I, be like, he's seven and nine. He sucks. He obviously needs Bill Belichick. Oh, no. Well, he's making $25 million a year. They better be at least 10 and six next year. I'm just saying there is, uh, there's another layer to this. Um, a, that he's getting paid a boatload of money, so that obviously heightens his expectation. But the fact that they're spending the least amount of money on the roster doesn't that at least doesn't that at least give you a little bit of like okay, Belichick has to. It's literally like he has to draft. I'd be concerned there, though. I'd be concerned if I was New England. I I would be too. Because I, guess I who guess who else you just lost. Uh, Casario. Casario, right? And as much as we say that Belichick is, you know, the GM and coach, listen, y- y- Casario does a ton, okay? So now it's Belichick and scouting department. So there's no, like, liaison between Belichick and, and what the scouts have done. I think Casario did a ton. If you think, if you're trying to get talent, which you think was the difference between 7-9 and nine and 10-6, I, I, I don't know what the talent would be. <laughs> I So here's an example of Belichick who... And this is a scary part for me with Belichick, and hopefully they change it. Obviously, they just lost Casario. They just lost um, who's the who's the guy that just went to Tennessee? I don't know. Uh, there's a guy that went to Tennessee last year too, who's in their uh, um, in their scouting department. And then Dave Ziegler was the next guy up to be their kind of head of per- personnel, and he's. Um, uh, interviewing with the Denver Broncos for their new GM job because uh, John Elway couldn't figure it out. Um, the scary part was there's a story of how Casario um, had circled A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel in the, the draft of all the wide receivers in the world. He circled those two guys as rated higher than Nikhil Harry. And so that was the that was a consistent sentiment all the way through until they went to the player interviews where 
Nikhil Harry had a better interview than both of them. And Belichick just went based on that. And that's why he was drafted before AJ Brown or Debo Samuel, who are far better players who have worked out far better in the league. But uh, Belichick, that's an example of Belichick just having the final say and just saying, I, I'm going to go based on this, even though Casario put in the work to say, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, better players, better prospects. We should draft them before Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. And he turned out to be right. Belichick has, you know. So Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is with, with Belichick. And again, my, my uh, you know, Belichick lost me in 2017. And uh, it seems like he's just on a power trip all the time, trying to prove that it's him a lot. And, you know. He did win a Super Bowl right after. He did put together a pretty good game plan in that Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, yes, Matt, but that's that's what I'm saying. We know that he's a good coach. We know that he's, you know, the best defensive coach of all time. But I don't think that he's a good GM. I think he's out the defense. I think he's an average GM. I think I think Matt, because think about this. What what would you lose in 2017? You say, all right, see a Cooks. You know, we lose we lose Edelman for the first four weeks. There's no replacement there. Uh, they, you try and trade Gronkowski in the offseason. I mean, it, it it was really bad that season, uh, but somehow, you know. You ultimately was right about Gronk. He right, was going to get but, two first-round picks but, from the But in overtime when, or fourth quarter in overtime when you're trying to throw posts and slants to Cordero Patterson in, in a postseason game, that kind of, you know, Who's that indicative on of you know? And Philip Dorsett is is catching touchdowns, and I I don't know, but that's you know. Once again, I'll go back to the point where they're they are uh, they are a little. Sh- so they they signed Chris Hogan and they've signed uh, Philip Dorsett. How much money were they getting paid? <laughs> nothing. Uh, I, uh, no idea. No, nothing. No. I, I I will guarantee you nothing. How much money were they paying out to the quarterback position? The wide, the wide receiver position and the tight end position this year. I nothing. Yeah, they 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 were nothing, and part of that is on the fact that they had dead money from Brady and Antonio Brown and some of these other guys that should be gone now. So there's no excuse not to pay. Yep. But that's also and also the fact that Belichick has been pretty bad at drafting offense the last few years. But. Part of that's also on the fact that the crafts are like, nah, well, we're we're gonna pay you all this money to figure it out, and we're not we're gonna literally be the least the lowest spending team in the league, which is for me as a fan, that's pretty uh, um, pretty annoying. Given right. the fact that it's two hundred fifty dollars to set up in the nosebleeds for a uh, December game against the Jets. So so let's talk about what that talent could be. In order to get you from that seven to nine uh, to 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 a playoff caliber team, and there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk about a certain player in Houston who leaked reports to teammates saying he wants out of Houston. That player is Deshaun Watson, and of course, I was listening to some radio. You were listening to some radio. I'm glad you agree with me on this. I think first of all, people place way too much worth on on draft picks. So if Deshaun Watson became available, 
New England could should really say, here's three first-round picks, and everyone would be like, oh, my God, mm. you'd never do that. But honestly, you even saying, eh, why don't we go back and, well, and look at it? it would be three in like a couple seconds. It wouldn't just be three. It would be more than that. So but I but like we went through the, the last – the most recent first-round picks and the most recent second-round picks, and I think it, it tallies out to be, you know – Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry, right. Isaiah Wynn, Duke Dawson. Okay, would you, Matt, in retrospect, say, "Yeah, sure, you can have those players," and in return, we could have Deshaun Watson? Right. I guess you could make the case that Belichick has sucked at the draft recently, I'll or just or, or just in general, yeah, it's so hard to pick players in the draft. I, it's hit or miss. Would you rather have Belichick pick a quarterback in the first round? have him on the rookie contract for four, five years because it's the rookie option and then save those extra four, two first round picks and two second round picks and build a team over the next four years with your with your quarterback on a rookie deal. I'm glad you asked that. Not, he's not instead of getting paid, he's getting paid what? 40, he's getting a little under 40 million bucks a year, right? Right. And as I just explained to you, the Patriots don't spend money. They so, don't like so to spend money. New England's at fifteen. Presumably, three quarterbacks will be off the board by pick fifteen. Maybe four. Right. Let's so so, here, let's so, go so who, exercise. Right. Uh, who do you want? Who do you want to play? You want do you do you want to be the Denver Broncos <laughs> scrapping for guys like uh, reaching for Paxton Lynch? You know, no, earlier no, no, than no, no, you no. really should. Or no, that's why. That's why my alternative. Your favorite player, Jimmy Garoppolo. Say it only costs a third round pick for Jimmy, right? Which I think it will. That's that's what the, the little birds have said. Say you swap Gilmore for Garoppolo straight up. Gilmore's in the last year of his deal, and you swap San Fran, you get Jimmy Garoppolo, they get Stephon Gilmore. Yep. And now you have a quarterback now for the next two years, right? That you can say, okay. We don't need to take a quarterback this year because we have Jimmy and we'll just assume he's the starter and we'll go sign another veteran guy. We say they sign Jimmy and then they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick as the backup just in case Jimmy gets hurt, which is yep. probably going to happen. Um, get Jacoby back. They could, uh, Jacoby Brissett's making close to 20 million bucks a year. Do you know that? Get, get, get good for him. He's making a I, he's not worth it. You know, he, if you bring Jimmy back, though, you do still need to get talent around him. Yes, but um, so like Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin would be fun because you'd be taken away for Brady. And I feel like Belichick would do that. However, is Chris Godwin like Julio Jones, no. Andre Hopkins, Jim he's like the He's like literally the tier below. Right. I think he's really good. <laughs> I, I, I would love him on the Patriots. I think he's really good, too, from watching him all year. I But... He's overpaid. He'd be overpaid. Uh, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, two names. Would they make a difference on the Patriots compared to having me and you run out there, which is what they had pretty much? Yes. So we saw Garoppolo thrive when it was, what, you, you had the number one scoring defense in the league. You had the uh, September Offensive Player of the Month on your team and you had uh pretty much Garrett a prime Blunt. prime edelman uh prime hogan yes don't, don't give me the garrett blunt no, no i will no. give you the garrett blunt because he set the franchise <laughs> oh. record in touchdowns that year too i you 
Yeah, Cam Newton ran Listen, for 12 this so, year. Do you think that really matters? <laughs> no, okay, but Matt, I agree. I think Garoppolo would be far upgrade from from having Cam Newton out there. We both know that he can't throw, but I also don't think you can put Garoppolo out there with the same squad that 2020 ran out. No, I agree. All right, but that wouldn't like be much better either. So, last question for you. If is Mac Jones, Kyle Trask don't interest you, Zach Wilson doesn't interest you, well, Zach Wilson will probably be off the board. But Zach Wilson's gone. Don't don't ask me about Trey Lance because I've never, ever watched any North Dakota, North Dakota State football, and I don't think you have either. But, yeah, I haven't either. But how's about a I Mac Jones a on clue. a New England squad? You don't think Mac Jones yeah, I barely know anything about Zach Wilson. I don't have anything to know about Zach Wilson, but I'm assuming he's going to be gone. The, 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 the other talk was Tog McShay, the ESPN um, know-it-all, said that Justin Fields was going to drop to 15 to the Patriots, which right now seems asinine it does i think because yeah, matt think about what fields could possibly do to uh, you know he goes off for another like four touchdowns this monday you know yep they, they, they could, you could easily do that um mac jones i wouldn't take till the second round nor would i kyle trask because i don't feel like they're i don't know yeah i i i just still have uh you know mac jones you know pretty good but it's still it's tough because you got an Alabama team around you. So he's the Heisman. He's thrown in the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, you know. But so you're telling you wouldn't reach for those guys. You would rather so in order of operations for the quarterback situation, you would rather go. Jimmy. Well, first of all, it, it, you would rather do Jimmy, but in front of the Deshaun option. Oh, yeah. What's it going to cost? Three firsts, tr- three firsts, two seconds. They're not doing that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you, so not, if you, if you are in New England, you wouldn't do three firsts, two seconds. They're not doing that. I'm saying they're, you. I'm saying if you were the GM in New England. No, that's too much. What about if Houston said, okay, can you do two firsts, two seconds, and a, a throwaway third round pick somewhere down the years? I don't know, maybe. Uh, it's. I don't See, think. It, I think they, that's the most appealing to me. Two firsts, yeah. two seconds, and a third. But that's somewhere. just not happening. That's not I, I, from they, Houston's end. Gonna, the Patriots aren't ever going to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, I gonna, think there's no point talking about it because the Patriots aren't going to do it. My point is, I think <laughs> the, we need they, to start devaluing what we think draft picks are worth. Yeah, that's why I feel like if they can get Jimmy for a third, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, we need we need to stop being like, oh, we really need this pick so we can get another uh, Duggar in the draft. Right. You well, know, think about it. Think about it from the Patriots' perspective. They're going to give up five five top picks, five top picks for one player in a quarterback when they could go trade a third round pick this year to, for Jimmy for two years of him. But you could argue, think of it. They think of it in an economic standpoint where it's we can get. 60, 75% of the play from the player for 10% of the cost, right? Yep. Think of it that way. That's how that's how they end up with these players. That's how they end up with Chris Hogan instead of uh, Emmanuel Sanders or whoever else, if you want to think of it that way. They, yes. They, 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 which makes sense, but they've also cheaped out and uh, lost certain years because of that way. And I, I, Matt, I think we do need to acknowledge why – also having the Chris Hogan's works. Because who you got throwing him the ball? 
too. Obviously. Right. So, but Belichick's oh, able to pick some guys out who work, and then other guys like uh, Rashe Caldwell, yeah, rest in peace, don't work out because he, he didn't want to go pay money to uh, Dion, you know, like Dion Branch, right? Or that sort of thing. So I, um, I like the Watson route. You like the Garoppolo route. We both the are fans of, of the draft. Everybody likes the Watson route. The right. Every, route's actually realistic. It, it, this is true. And I don't think the other quarterbacks, the four, the top four quarterbacks are going to be off the board by 15. So there's no point in drafting Jones or Trask that high. I want, um, and I don't know what the hell is in the draft, but if there's the Richard Seymour, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Trey Flowers, Chris Jones, interior pass rusher type, can they get him, please? And then pay for receivers? Yeah. Could they do that? Yeah. That, that's how they do it. That's how you do it. Well, you know, I Deshaun Watson, and 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 we'll we'll wrap up the Watson point in a second. Is there any chance he remains in Houston? Yes, they're they're not getting rid of Deshaun Watson. You know, but <laughs> it's pissed, tough because Matt, how do you how do you keep a guy that doesn't want to play for you? Also, you figure it out. He's under contract to play with you. You got the whole, you know. They have all the leverage. Yeah, he's he's bitching about the fact that they didn't give him any say in the the GM hiring. Who the hell? He's a player. Who the hell does he? You that's know, ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. He doesn't have he. That's that's so crazy. that yeah I heard that too. So he was bitching that he didn't get a say in, in the GM process. So now he's right. been ghosting them like the last couple of, ever since Casario was hired, which is ridiculous. So he's, no, he's just he's just being a little baby right now. I. Tom Brady didn't even ask for that stuff to be in, involved in that. Or at least he would never, there would, maybe if he did, Matt, then no reports of that ever came out. Okay. He would, he was, the biggest thing he was asking for was to have Alex Guerrero on the. Right. So the, he could, the, so he could get a little, you know, a happy ending massage every once so, so, Who cares? Yes. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. All right. So, oh man, Deshaun Watson, great guy, great quarterback, but. You know, this whole GM thing in Houston. Well, congratulations to Nick Casario, too, because he finally got what he wanted about three years later, right? Because you remember in in the summer of 2019 or 20, yeah, the summer of 2019, two years later, finally got the job after Belichick blocked the interview process. He's one of the highest paid GMs in the league, though. Right. But Deshaun Watson's not playing this weekend. Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing this weekend. Bill Belichick's not coaching this weekend. But we do have a super wild card weekend that we might as well get into a little bit because that's exciting. We have six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. My Saturday, which is tomorrow, is going to be absolutely wild. So, you know, by the time this pod drops, you should be listening to this instead of Rich Eisen and uh, the guys on NFL Game Day. But we have Colts Bills to start us off at 1 p.m. We have Rams Seahawks at 4:40, and then the night game on Saturday will be with Dungy and Torico Buccaneers Washington. So then on Sunday, three more Ravens Titans, a rematch of uh, you know that upset last year in the playoffs. Bears Saints, and be ready for my take on that. Uh, and then the night game with Al Chris and Michelle Browns and Steelers. So we should just go through each one. All right. It's a super wild card weekend. That's what they're calling it. Okay. Wicked super. 
Right. And and it starts <laughs> off with, with my Buffalo Bills. Bruce Nolan's yes. Buffalo Bills. Okay. The people's bills. The people's bills. The 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 wagons bills. Chairman uh, Chairman Mao's bills. Everyone but uh Andrew Cuomo's bills. Because De Blasio's <laughs> bills. You know <laughs> you know, when 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 Cuomo calls the Jets and the Giants his team for like the last whatever how many years and now the bills finally get in you know you can't have it both matt you know me i'm just like consistency you can't have it both ways when it's good you want it but when it's bad you don't okay so bills hosting indianapolis you know the line six and a half over under 51 the bills look like they're on fire i mean they're having a good time they're jumping around at practice they're dancing the only thing i will say is the bills aren't good at stopping the run and the indianapolis colts uh, really, their game plan should be is, and Rodney Harrison says it the best: uh, take the ball out of Philip Rivers' hands, hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor as many times as you can, give it to uh, give it to Hines. Okay, so the Colts, who I guess the best thing they can do on offense is run the ball, and the Bills, the worst thing they can do on defense is stop the run. You know, but then the other side to it is. The Bills are just so prolific on at scoring points on offense. Will it even matter? Because I don't think if this game turns into any any resemblance of a track race, there's no shot the Colts can keep up. There's just not. Well, let, let me ask, are the Colts bad at anything? Throwing the ball a lot. Even then, I still say with T.I. Hilton getting hot, and they still have Philip Rivers for as much as we. What about playing on. from a playing from a deficit? The Colts seem like a team, Matt, that needs everything perfect to happen. They need to get the good lead. They need to run the ball, and they need to play good defense. And then the Colts win, you know. But I feel like they're the most complete team in the AFC. Matt, the quarterback situation is just going to be. Philip Rivers is one in five in games that are colder than 32 yep. degrees. Uh, so lucky him. It's 36 degrees in uh, Orchard Park Saturday at one. Okay. Uh, you know, Yep, that's why I'm taking the bills by a billion. Right. Okay. But man, the bills, it's not like they've limped into the playoffs. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, they lost to Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. And we all know what we think of Pittsburgh now. So tell me, are you going to take six and a half points for Buffalo? Bills by a billion. Right. And over under 51? Under. Under. Uh, yeah, I, I Bills cover this one. The only, the one last thing that concerns me, you see them jumping around and dancing at practice. You hope they're not, it's good to be loose, okay? But you hope they're not too loose and they're not losing focus. All right. You know, I just hope they don't press. Or get nervous. It's I would say for the Buffalo Bills, it's better to be loose than tight. We've seen them play tight. That was in Kansas, against Kansas City in Orchard Park, uh, going back many moons ago. Okay, they were tight and they played bad. But if they're loose, I think they're going to be great. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, and all the Bills, I'm sure I've been hearing all week long is you got to stop the run, got to stop the run. I think they'll be fine. Over under fifty one. I'll go over because I think Buffalo will score a lot of points. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll go with 34-21. How's that sound? 34-21 Buffalo wins. The net the uh is it, this is not the Nickelodeon game, unfortunately. No. Th- this is uh this is the Rams and the Seahawks. 
So an NFC West showdown. Anything can happen in divisional games, Matt. Anything can happen. Seattle's favored by three because they're at home. Neutral site. This game is a coin flip. This game is a coin flip. Yet the Seahawks yeah, are no, 12 and four. Simple. Uh, we don't even know if Jared Goff's going to start. I'm going to take Seattle by a billion. Yeah, uh, Se- <laughs> Seattle by a billion <laughs> seems like easy. a good move because you don't want uh, who, I, who who is the, the fool who started at quarterback for the Rams Warford. last week? Warford. The finance professional. Right. You know, and, and do you really trust, uh, first of all, Jared Goff is a country club quarterback, as we all know, and do we really want a country club quarterback on a newly constructed thumb? No, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think so. Okay, I'm also going Seahawks. Uh, with the three points over under 42. Uh, I'll go under because I, I could see this being one of those weird Seahawks Rams games where it's like 13 yes. 6. So that, I'll actually go that. I'll go 13 to 6. 13 to 6 Seahawks wins. Now, here's my other game uh, Buccaneers and the Washington football team. Here's another grievance to file. I heard this on Zolak and Bertrand. Uh, so, Washington's abbreviation, I think, used to be. WAS when they were the Redskins, but now they've changed their abbreviation to WFT. WTF, bro. Right? Nothing changed about Washington, right? Why do you ch- why'd you change the abbreviation? But that's just you know that's just me. So now that you know that they're a football team, right? That Matt exactly. This is just old man yelling at Sky right now. Okay, ah, get out of my yard, you clouds, sir. Okay, so. Buccaneers are favored by eight. I think this is the second highest uh, margin out of Super Wild Card Weekend. I think New Orleans has the minus 10. But Tampa Bay's minus eight over under 44 and a half. A uh, couple things, and we'll get into this. Why don't we just get into this right now? Uh, Chase Young was running off the field last weekend and said, I want Tom, I want Tom. Okay. And then he had to even you had a, to read that off your phone. You couldn't remember that. I did. Yes. <laughs> uh, and B, you also just said, what's my W2 election status and verify address. All right. So thank you, BU. So Chase Young, right? He's calling a shot. And he then even followed up the next day, I believe, and said he wants the opportunity. You know, he wants Tom Brady. He wants the opportunity to get Tom Brady. And you know what this really reminded me of? I post this right away. And I'm, I'm, I was kind of smiling that Chase Young said this. This is very reminiscent of 2017 when the lead league leader in interceptions, all pro, young safety, Kevin Byard, came calling for Tom Brady saying, I want to make Tom Brady look like Blake Bortles. Right? So Kevin Byard had everything going for him. He was leading the league in interceptions. He was, you know, an all pro. He... He was a young player, similar to Chase Young, who might win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He just won Defensive Player of the Month in December. So a lot of things going well for Chase Young. And his last name also dictates he is young. So you think Brady needs any more motivation than to stick it to good old Belichick this year and win one for Tampa Bay or for Tampa Bay? Here's just another bulletin board material. The only thing that I wish for Brady is Brady actually had the opportunity to attack Bayard, you know, by throwing a couple balls to Gronkowski. Uh, but luckily... But, I was at that game. Right, you were, you were there. But un- unfortunately for Brady, unless he, uh, you know, runs 
Chase Young over, he's not going to be able to pick on him much besides just frustrating the heck out of him by getting the ball out. Boop, 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 boop. You know well, how Brady this does. This reminds me of 2007. I don't know if you remembered or were aware, but in 2007, they were pretty good. Pittsburgh? Uh, yes. And Anthony Smith was the safety who said, I want Tom Brady or something to that effect. Um, and then they ran that uh, flea flucker. Right over throwback. Anthony Smith. Yes, exactly. So that reminds me of that. Um, so just not a yes, good idea. What's the line? The line is minus eight Tampa Bay. Oh, I'm going to take the, the Redskins to cover. Um, I like, as I've been pretty consistent with the, this whole season, um, the Buckaroos are uh, a flawed idiot team, and I don't trust them. I'm not saying they won't win, but do you trust Tamp- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I trust as Thomas a- Edward Patrick Brady. There is trust, one man in sports I will other, not bet against. Do you trust the other 53 idiots on that roster? Uh, Antonio, I trust. I don't trust Antonio. I could say Gronk, I guess, but um, I trust. trust I, tr- I trust Evans. Evans seems like a good guy. I don't trust Evans. That is the guy I would trust. Well, he's going to play. I hear what you're saying. The coach is a, is a big idiot. Okay, but they're playing. What's the What's the weather? I know Brady likes to play in cold weather. Forty five, partly cloudy. Yes, but no um, issue here. I hope we get to see Tom Brady in like a long sleeve, black like uh, the the, the surfer. Like the right, you know what I'm talking about. yeah. I would love, I would love him to wear one of those, like, yeah, exactly. The surfer, the ski robber mask, and then a long sleeve black undershirt, and then those red jerseys, you know, with some, uh, you know, you could see the air coming out of his mouth because it's getting cold, like maybe around nine fifteen when the temperature drops into the thirties. Let me throw more mathematics at you, please. Math, math, math. Um, the Washington Redskins with. Alex Smith as their starting quarterback are five and one. Yeah, five and one. And And the the Tampa Bay Buccaroos are one and five against playoff teams this year. Right, but Washington, Washington, if they were in any other division, I understand. I'm just saying that does Washington have a good defense? They have a pretty damn good defense, and they got a a defensive line that rivals the uh, the Giants in 2007. Do they have a starting quarterback that at least have some sort of faith he won't screw up? Yes. Yet, they've Matt. Won, they've gone five and one. It's not like they went three and three and they backed their way into the playoffs. They at least went five and one and went on a run with him. The other right. thing so is, Matt, if this was mobile Alex Smith back in Kansas City days, I'd be worried. I'd actually be very worried. But you think you talked about the, the Washington football team's defensive line. How about we talk about the Tampa Bay guys that can hit home and uh you know alex smith amazing recovery he's gonna win uh comeback player of the year but i don't think he he's gonna want to get hit by those dogs up front nope. i think that's kind of scary i don't like brady does either however i'm still taking the buckaroos to win i'll say what's the what's the uh over under because we'll probably take 44 and a half yep 24 20 one last thing i'll say before i move on from this game and i heard romo say it um when Brady's in the playoffs or Brady needs to win a big game and what's made him awesome doing this, he has the ability to turn it on and take it. And what I mean by take it is if he needs to stand in an extra half second longer, he'll stand in and he'll get hit over and over and over. And we've seen that when the money's on the line. In Denver, in 2015, he was coughing up blood. 
you know, we saw that against Seattle, taking big hits from Michael Bennett over and over and over. He has the ability, you said this is reminiscent of the of the Giants, okay? And one thing that uh, Michael Strahan said when talking about facing that undefeated Patriots team is he said he looked at the offensive linemen and he said, you know, we knew we had them. But then he looked into Tom Brady's eyes and he was not shaken. He was going to get hit over and over and over and take it. And Romo said it. Brady has that innate ability to take it if he has to. I'm taking Tom Brady. Eight points, I think they cover. I'm going over 44 and a half. Well, I, I were you about might to say? be able to take it. And Julian Edelman was able to take it. And Rob Gronkowski was able to take it. And Bill Belichick was able to scheme it up to the point where they beat him on the other side. But I don't know if the rest of the team around him has that. I still think they should win this game, and I still think they will, but I don't think they're going to cover it. So that is the Saturday slate of games. And again, you know, Chase Young, just watch out, okay? Don't, don't start writing checks that Alex Smith and that offense can't handle, all right? So Sunday at 1, we have the Ravens and the Titans. We all know what happened last time the Ravens and the Titans played. But last year, the Ravens are 14-2. and two. And this year, the Titans are division champions, too. They're 11-5. and five. Ravens, another team that's very good coming into the playoffs. Right, but I do think the Ravens are fraudulent. Uh, Baltimore's favored by 3. Matt, I might just go ahead and pick Tennessee to win this game. Because I am going to go out on a limb here and say Lamar Jackson will continue to have no playoff wins. And it's not going to start this year. Yeah. Um, I don't like Tennessee's defense is very good. I know they beat him early in the year. This is a make or break year, though, for him. Just like Josh Allen in the playoffs. If he goes out there and lays another egg, then you're going to have serious questions about him going forward. You know? Like, if he's not going to be able to actually win a playoff game and starting to go into Peyton Manning territory early on. Um, with Lamar, you're saying. And with Lamar, right. You know, he's last two years he's come in, home playoff game, he's laid an egg. First game against the Chargers was embarrassing. They couldn't throw the football. They had negative passing yards in the third quarter. You remember that? Yep. Um, I feel like they should win this game, though, if they're healthy. Um the the Titans are not a very good defense, as we've seen. And the Ravens are pretty damn good at running it. I just think um, it was going to be a little revenge. What was the line? Minus three? Minus three for Baltimore. I'm not, that's not even concern for me. I'm going Tennessee. You know, I'll go Baltimore. Vrabel really gets his team ready. Uh, you know, yes, you're facing uh, a former MVP. Uh, uh, the 2019 Coach of the Year, but I think Ryan Tannehill's uh, he does pretty well for himself. Ever since he went to Tennessee, he's had a, a pretty pretty nice career. And it, how do you stop Derrick Henry, who eclipsed 2,000 yards by rushing for I think 250 in Week 17? Let me ask you: Are Brandon Williams and Clayus uh, Campbell playing in this game for the Ravens? Unsure. I made this point before. I made this point before, and you might remember about the Ravens. When they played the Patriots, they were missing those two players, and they got run all over. When they played the Raven, uh, the Titans earlier in the season, I think they were missing those players as well. Right. Well, you know, I'm still sticking with Tennessee here, uh, 
But the only question now we have is over under 54 and a half. I'll go over. I'll go under. The, weather? Uh, the weather's 46. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think this will be a good day for Lamar passing all. I'll say 23-20, Tennessee wins, but it's not close because the Baltimore Ravens get like a, a, a last-minute desperate touchdown when they finally find a way to have Lamar complete a pass. I think this is going to be ugly. This is going to be a really bad game for Baltimore. They lose this one. Tennessee wins 23-20, and they advance on to the AFC Divisional matchup next week. So, 440, we have the Bears and Saints. New Orleans is favored by 10. The over-under is 47 points. I'm going to go out on a limb again, Matt. 10 points doesn't matter because the Chicago Bears are winning this football game. They are winning this football game. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, you know, the the torch is passed from Breeze to Trubisky for the keys to... Uh, to winning uh, a wild card game in the NFC. As uh, you're speaking about the Saints, I'm literally watching the Minneapolis Miracle right now, and Stephon Diggs just trumped over Marcus Williams. Yeah. So I saw a funny TikTok the other day. Uh, I don't know how to how do we do this. All right, here we go. Virtual meme. Uh, the 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 sound that goes like, uh, like screaming like. I win. And it's like the Saints like winning in like 2009. And then it's like just flashing the years each by. And it's like, you know, Beast Quake, uh, Minneapolis Miracle, uh, you know, blown PI call, uh, missing three straight playoff appearances, uh, and then losing to Kirk Cousins in the playoff. So it's just like, you know, you think that you have this, uh, you know, dynasty ready to go in 2009 and then just heartbreaks slash stinking for uh, over the next decade. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say wild card exit. Mitchell Trubisky sends him home. Matt, Mitchell Trubisky sends them home because I don't think Drew Brees is good. So uh, you saw what I sent you, right? It's going to be Chris Collinsworth and Patrick Starr calling the game. It will this be on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Which is great. I'm absolutely going to watch it on Nick. Um, oh. Oh. Now here's a oh. guy out. We take a look at Sandy, you're a girl. Um, you know, Russell yes. Wilson throws those sky balls. They get so high up in the <laughs> air. <laughs> and it just drops right over the defender. Yeah, it's pretty groovy, man. Um, no, I think that uh, the Mitchell Trubisky's awful, and they're going to lose. All right. And do they cover? <laughs> can they cover 10? Yeah. Yes. And over under 47? Over. All right, I'll go oh, over, uh, and Chicago wins this one uh, 34 to 30. 34 to 30. And then the last game on Super Wild Card Weekend is the Browns and the Steelers. Another divisional matchup uh, in Wild Card Weekend. And I believe the Browns, no, Pittsburgh is favored now by six points. Over under is 47 and a half. Uh, I was on the 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 wagon early on when Pittsburgh was eleven and zero that they're actually pretty good and that people should start being like, well, should, are they going to have an undefeated season? You were on the wagon when they were eleven and zero. Like this team is good. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I thought the team was good when they were 11 and 0, but now that they're 12 and 4, I'm hooting and hollering that they actually stink. Okay, Browns win this one. I'm taking a couple dogs here this weekend. In fact, Sunday I'm taking all the dogs. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm taking Chicago, and I'm taking Cleveland here. Cleveland wins this one outright, okay? Matt, no question about it. Ben Roethlisberger, the only reason they had success in that one half against Indianapolis recently was because they started to hit a couple intermediate to deep throws. If they're not hitting those intermediate to deep throws, then the crossers get covered up. And if their crossers get covered up, then they're absolutely effed because then they can't move the ball at all. Uh, you know, I don't think James Conner is, you know, as good as people think he is. Uh, I don't think that uh, Samuel is that good. I, you know, I think it's going to be a struggle for Pittsburgh offensively. And if Cleveland can ground and pound and use those two superb running backs that any team would take as their starter, like Kareem Hunt, you know, he he's the guy who, you know, when Nick Chubb, you know, needs a little rest or for the passing game. Listen, Kareem Hunt is is a starting running back. So you got two top five running backs. I'll, I'll say in in on your team in your backfield. Uh, I'm going with Cleveland here. Yeah, but um, as I swallow my pizza, uh, Cleveland doesn't have a head coach right now. <laughs> Their coach is out with COVID. Their secondary is out with COVID. Offensive linemen were out. They're kind of screwed. They haven't practiced until today. Uh, six points seems like easy money. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Wow. Okay. So uh, it, how do you see Cleveland. how do you see this game? And it's Cleveland. How do you see this game playing out, though? Uh, it'll be close for a little bit, and Pittsburgh will pull away because they practice playing football, and Cleveland has not, and they have a head coach, and their play caller is out. I think Stefanski is their play caller. Stefanski is their play caller, but now they will have the offensive coordinator calling plays. So, you know, um, one would think an offensive coordinator has a home place. Uh, over-under, I believe, was uh, 47.5. 47.5. Yeah. I'll take the over. I'll take the under here. Uh, I could, you know, I hope this is going to be a ground and pound game because I think that would benefit Cleveland a lot. But, uh, you know, just to recap, I have Cleveland moving on. I have Chicago moving on. And I have Tennessee moving on on Sunday. And then tomorrow, or you know, depending on when you listen, I have the Bills moving on, the Seahawks moving on, and the Buccaneers. So it's Saturday, take the favorites. Sunday, take the dogs. That's my recommendation. All right, that's Super Wild Card Weekend. And because the end of year happened for 2020 and the end of the regular season happened in the NFL, we thought it would be a fun idea to give out our end-of-year awards to players, right? We have Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and MVP. So based on what you've seen through the regular season, how about we go through and we each give our guy for those player of the years. So why don't we start with the rookies of the year offensively and defensively? Matt, how about you give me an offensive rookie of the year? Um, I really want to give it to Herbert, but I feel like it's going to be Justin Jefferson. So I'm just going to go with Justin Jefferson. 
Yep. Uh, I, I was also leaning Justin Jefferson. Also, you know, you trade away Stefan Diggs. And really, how many trades do you see that work out beautifully for both teams? Stefan Diggs is the leading receiver in the NFL. And now Justin Jefferson is probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Listen, I'd love to make this show interesting and disagree with you here. Uh, but I, I can't find a way to disagree with you. I think Justin Jefferson. Um, I mean, any. I, I'm trying to think if if you'd give this to anyone else. I know Jonathan Taylor had a great season. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, uh, he was the third rusher. The runner-up should be Justin Herbert. Correct. I, I, I would agree, too. I think that the, the hype for Herbert has trailed off a little bit. I think initially when he was slinging it and, you know, all over, probably I'd say late late October to November was the hype train, the highest for Herbert. And then I think it trailed off a little bit. I'm with you. Justin Jefferson will give him offensive rookie of the year. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll flatter my guy, uh, Chase Young, here. Okay? Chase Young can get it because he is facing the GOAT this weekend. So you can have... D-R-O-Y, Droy, Defensive Rookie of the Year, but you're going up against G-O-A-T this weekend. Chase Young, you can have Defensive Rookie of the Year, okay? But you're not going very far. Okay. Um, I'll agree with you. I don't know anything about Jeremy Chen because the Carolina Panthers are awful. Um, Who are the other ones? Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield. He's been really, really good. And is there another jabroni out there? No jabronis to, to speak of here. So, so uh, far, Matt and I are in unison here. Yes. We have just Jay Jets, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, is this now just becoming the uh, Aaron Aaron Donald Award? Or, you know, could we possibly give it to uh, TJ Watt? Um, could we give it to Jalen Ramsey? These are good questions to now ask. Uh, I'd probably just from, you know, hearing what everyone says, probably give it to Aaron Donald, but I think the more fun option would be giving it to, uh, TJ Watt. Watt. I'll give it to TJ Watt. All right. Uh, you can give it to TJ Watt. I'll give it to Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. And then for offensive player of the year, uh, you know, why not just go with. Stephon Diggs, okay? You can go with Diggs. I'll, I'll go, go with Di- Derrick Henry because he just ran for 2,000 yards. You'll go with Derrick Henry. And, and yes, what Henry did was super impressive. He, he eclipsed 2,000. He rushed for, you know, he, to, to hit that mark in week 17. Amazing. Stephon Diggs, new team. Weird offseason. Yes, it's a weird offseason for everyone. But granted... You're a new receiver in a new system with a limited chance to get acclimated. Yet, and 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 with a, a quarterback who had accuracy issues heading into this year, you put up gigantic numbers. You break franchise records. You lead the league in multiple categories. I'm going with Stephon Diggs here. Uh, he he's one of the main reasons why the Buffalo Bills uh, are the second seed in the AFC. So my offensive player of the year, Diggs. Yours is the King Henry. So that leads us to comeback player of... I was originally going to go with Dalvin Cook. But yeah. yeah, so comeback player of the year. I'll let you go first. It has to be Alex Smith. It does. But would I be the... I, I, 
yes, I will say my actual answer is Alex Smith. Okay. God bless Alex Smith. But. But 81 in Tampa Bay. AB. Come back. <laughs> oh, my God. Antonio Brown. I mean, I, I, I do have a good time with Antonio Brown. He's he's such a he's such a good receiver, man. He's actually really, really good. I love the shenanigans they pulled last week by giving him three touch passes at the end of the game so he could get his forty five catches and two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus for hitting the forty five mark. That's sounds funny. like he really needs the money. <laughs> he honestly, Matt, he probably does at this point. Like from from the amount of lawsuits he's been through and the like lack of games he's played in lots the last of, three lots years. Of lawyer hours been over the last two years. Good God! You know he showed a picture of his bank account last year. It had twenty million in it. Uh, that's probably depleted quite a bit. Uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, well, I'll give him my uh, runner-up award. But Alex Smith deserves it. He went through a lot. Uh, I never even watched that documentary because I can't handle that gruesome injury stuff like that. So Alex Smith, congratulations coach of the year. I'll give it to the guy who's not going to be coaching this weekend. Although his team is in the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski. I'll give it to Kevin Stefanski. Again, this is one of those new system third year quarterback. Let's turn it around. And they did. Okay. 11 and five with a chance to win against their arch rival who has dominated them the last two decades into the dirt. Okay. Ah, I'm going Kevin Stefanski. Um, yeah. Before week 17, I would have given it to Brian Flores and then uh, Tua um, was no bueno. And I, it looks like now I don't know who to give it to. The Bill Belichick Memorial Coach of the Year Award will go to um, hmm. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Yes, Bill Matt O'Brien. Patricia. No, I'll just go to Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. Yes, it'll go to Freddie Kittens. Runner-up Brian Flores. Yes. And now your most valuable player. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I want to go with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to go. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Oh, of course. Or Tom Brady. Josh Allen one, Tom Brady two. Okay, Tom Brady throws touchdowns like it's uh you know he's trying to hit how many how how old he is you know forty three year old throwing for forty touchdowns. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is great. I mean, let's let's face it. The the court the passer rating he put up was insane. Uh, so he's gonna win it just based off purely based off of that alone. Uh, but he's been awesome. But Josh Allen too, you know he was. Phenomenal. If you take a look at a 10% increase in, in completion percentage, he is learning to become a quarterback and not a thrower uh, of the football. And I just think he's gotten a whole lot smarter too. So one day it will come, but maybe when Aaron Rodgers doesn't have like a 120 passer rating for the entire season. I mean, that's that's pretty hard to beat. Yes, I agree. It's Aaron Rodgers and then it's Patrick Mahomes. No, not Patrick Mahomes. Remember at the beginning of the season when everyone was like, oh, Russell Wilson's definitely going to get an MVP vote this year. And then the rest of it, yeah. Nope, he's not. He's not going to get a single MVP vote this year. Sorry, Russell. Um, hmm. So remember, I uh, are there any other uh, uh, awards we have to hand out? 
Walter Payton Man of the Year, which I don't know how we would possibly predict that. Jake Bailey. Jake Bailey, man. Gunnar Olszewski. All right. Craig Hardy. <laughs> the two first-team All-Pro. Craig Hardy. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Shall we talk about our favorite playoff games of the last uh, 15 years? All right. We'll give we'll – give, yes, we'll give one each. We'll give one each while, each weekend of the playoffs. One, oh, one each weekend of the playoffs. So we can go wildcard divisional championship Super Bowl – and give our top four, or we could give top five and just do two this week, and then one each of the subsequent weeks, because then that's the top five playoff games of all time. Hmm. Well, I can I can give one for each week. All right, let's do it. So the wild card round. Do you remember that Colts Chiefs game? Yes, I do. And when they had that incredible comeback, yes, that was crazy. I don't remember any other wild card games that were worth a damn. Um, that one's easy. Yeah. One of, so we'll we'll go based off of wild card weekend. I'll go Bills Jaguars twenty seventeen uh, when it was one of the most disgusting, ugliest games of all time. Greatest Blake game. Bortles could not complete a checkdown. Uh, Nathan Peterman got in and threw a pick. Man, that's a history. That's a game for the history books. I'm going Jags Bills 2017, man. So good, such a good football game. Yeah. Um. Yes, and then uh, the one I'm rewatching right now for my divisional pick has to be the 2011 Saints versus 49ers football game that many people don't remember, but if you go back and watch, was incredible. It had everything. Yeah. It had defense. It had offense. It had big hits. Uh, Dante Whitner, or is that? Oh, that's Deshaun Golds. Remember the two safeties they had were crazy. Yeah, they return almost returned it for a touchdown against Drew Brees and the, the Saints offense that had all the weapons in the world. My favorite division down to Vernon Davis at the end. Yeah. yeah. So now we're doing divisional. <laughs> uh, I mean, New England, Baltimore, 2014. Best best yeah. divisional game of all time in my mind. I mean, the ebbs and flows. You know, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. I mean, it was insanity. And and think about this. This is from a, a Patriot team that hadn't won a Super Bowl in a decade. All right. So it's not like a, a given that they're going to, you know, and a Baltimore team that had their number two. So I, that was my favorite divisional game. My favorite championship game. I'll stick with New England. I went to this one. Patriots, Jaguars, 2017 AFC championship game. Loved it. I mean, that was, uh, again, I just love the comebacks, the big comebacks. You're down 10 against the league's top-rated defense. No Rob Gronkowski, no Edelman for the whole season. And who do you go to? You go to Danny Playoff Amendola. I, I loved it. I loved every second. And you have Stephon Gilmore uh, leaving his feet to break up the pass at the end of the game. And then Deion Lewis on his like second touch since the fumble in the fourth quarter is able to ice the game with a run on third and 10. Uh, you know, to I was high as balls for that game. <laughs> you know, that was that was a, an amazing championship game. I was so glad to be there. Yeah, that's a that's a good choice. I'm trying to think. Um, that Chiefs game, that Patriots Chiefs AFC title game, was not a fun time. Was not an enjoyable game to watch. Would you agree? 
lost my voice. It, it was horror. I was shrieking and yelling and oh, that God. was that was terrifying because you knew that every second they, they they had no margin of error and Brady threw a pick in the back of the end zone. Um, ooh, another good one was that Ravens Patriots game where Sterling Moore knocked the ball out. Yep, um, that one was bananas too. B a n a n a s. The the Packers Seahawks where the, the Seattle came all the way back was fun. I'm trying to think, what other AFC title games are there? Hmm. Yeah, I don't really I don't really watch the the other ones. So yeah, I'll go with the Chiefs one. And do we give a Super Bowl? Of course. I think ours is the same. Super Bowl forty nine. Yeah, I, here's the other thing about me is if the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl, which is often not seldom not usually happen, I I don't I usually don't end up watching the second half primarily not to see who ends up winning the Super Bowl because it won't be the Patriots, right? So in 2015, I didn't watch the second half. I was just like whatever, uh, and then in 20, so I went 2016, 2017, 2018. Last year, I didn't watch because um, I was in London. I just was like, I'm going to bed. Uh, 2013, oh, I watched all of that 2013 Super Bowl. That yep. was awesome. I love that game where Peyton Manning got his face kicked in. That, that was, was awesome. hilarious. That was awesome. I love that game. I'll put that as my top Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's your top. Mine's Super Bowl 49. And uh, we have a great playoffs to be looking forward to. Yes, we do. So... Should we say our farewells as we listen to some lovely music to, to sign yes, us off? We should. Yes. So, oh boy, this pizza and beer is hitting me right now. Oh boy. So, yeah, I actually have a question for you. If you could only have one topping for the rest of your life on your pizza, what would it be? Uh, did you watch the, the listen to the Chase Winovich? Yeah, maybe. Obviously, pineapple. Duh. I would do pineapple <laughs> too, dude. Um, no, it would be. Um, hmm. So are we assuming, we're assuming that it's like, you got the pasta, you have like marinara and cheese on it. You got marinara and cheese and obviously you're- But if I go like, so we're we're talking about just like one kind of pizza because it's like barbecue chicken pizza is barbecue sauce and cheese. It's not marinara and cheese, right? That sort of thing. Right, right. So it's it's really what what kind of pizza are you going to go with the rest of your life? I guess what what topping, but- um, I, I could see myself. I mm, I couldn't do mm, pineapple. Will actually, be pretty good because uh, I am I a pineapple fan. Pepperoni seems like the basic option, but I could do meatball. I could definitely do meatball the rest of my life. How about a sausage one? That I could do that too. I could do a sausage. I the barbecue chicken. Ooh, buffalo chicken. Because ooh, ooh. I like a little kick. I do like the kick too. And if you said buffalo, we'd be welcoming you onto the bandwagon. Buffalo, Buffalo yeah. chicken, baby. Oh, I did. I made some friends this week, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, on Twitter. Yes, you you did. Oh man. What did the well, guy say? Well, we I forget what he said. Yeah, in in our extra, we'll. How about we just go through the the uh, the thread? So here we go. We're gonna read a Twitter. I've thread. never heard this on ESPN before. Ever. Never have I either. Oh. Well, you got it. you got in an argument with TB Mike B. Yes, I I for um, all the out there that are listening still, um, I hate despise. I can't stand a lot. I I hate more than I love. 
by a lot. And I hate the people who put their their team record of 11 and 5 or whatever. Yeah. Like it would be me going on Twitter and being like, Pat's fan and then 7 and 9 in parentheses. His like, name is Playoff know? Mike B, parentheses 11 and 5 at close parentheses. He tweeted, so no Devin White, one last day for Evans, and we've been dog shit on night kickoff games. Dot, 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 Welp. I replied, Brady figured it out last four weeks, and according to Matt, has shredded Jack Del Rio defenses. Matt said, who is this fair weather uncultured jabroni you've brought me, Andrew? I said, <laughs> no, it's okay, Matt. TV Mike B and I are friends. Uh, Mike B 11 and five said, what's this douchebag going on about? I said, Matt is a Pats fan. That's joining us now for the playoff run playoff. Mike B said, great. Hate him already. Matt said also star for that cup win. Uh, I then said, what? He's a, he's a Tampa Bay fan. So he's a Tampa Bay lightning. Right. So, and then I said, B U C C A N E E R S go bucks. And then Matt said, as long as the Chiefs lose, I don't give a fuck. But yes, go Brady, go Bucks, except AB. I said, we love AB84. And then Matt said, I love football, man. And it's uh, it's the... So, huh, of, uh, hey, what's that guy's name? I don't know. Offensive line coach of the Browns a couple years ago. And then I replied, capping off the thread with, how can you not love this man? And it's Antonio Brown praising God. Oh, I forgot. We, we forgot one thing. What? Did we watch the uh, college football playoff? <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame. Down they go. Oh, my God. I watched that whole game for some reason, and it was a giant waste of time. And anybody who see the, the argument was any – the argument was who else do you want to see in the playoff? The A&M already lost to Alabama and Florida lost to Alabama and everybody else. And I'm literally like, anybody else because the game would have been more competitive, right? Yes. You, the, oh, Notre Dame, you said it. They should be banned from the playoffs. They, 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 they I, Notre Dame is a national brand, so I get why they're going to put it in. It's like when the, the Cowboys go in. You're just like, all right, why did they put the Cowboys in when they really shouldn't go in? Um, oh, my God, a Sunday night game. But literally, as a viewer, as a neutral site viewer, that game was boring as hell. Yes, horrible. And that's one of the four best teams in the country. It was fun watching Justin Fields play the next game, though. Oh, he was fantastic. He was. Yeah, I give him bonus. I didn't think very, I, like, I didn't, I didn't know how to feel about him. I felt like he didn't handle the rush very well, and then he gets cracked in the back of the ribs. Yeah. Something that would have knocked us out for the next two months. The unfortunate thing about this past weekend was, though, that's going to be ammunition on, on why college football won't expand to like a 16-team playoff or something like that. Just because you see, you see it already in the in the semifinals, teams getting blown out. So they're saying that the discrepancy of talent is just going to be way too much. But if you have more, here's the other thing: Are you watching any of the other college football, the, any of the other bowl games? Do you care about any of them? And if, unless Michigan was in it, I wouldn't have watched. No. Right. Okay. So the the other thing was uh, Cincinnati and Georgia played a very entertaining end of a. I watched the end of that game. One. I well, I watched the end of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. No. I wasn't watching the whole thing. I was just kind of like, whatever. I don't give a shit about this until it, it came close. And like Florida, did you see what happened with Florida? They played uh, Oklahoma. I did. And like half the 
their offense was out, and it was just Trask and like a bunch of other like backups, and the game wasn't close. It was just these are two of the top ten teams in the country. And it wasn't even. It's not interesting. It wasn't competitive. No one gave a damn. Like they should at least expand it to eight I would like to see it expanded. I would just like to see Notre Dame not in it. Let's put let's put our uh, boys in blue in there. Maize in blue. I'm Jim Harbaugh just beat the uh, Saints right now. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Good for Jim Harbaugh. Happy birthday to Lizzie. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lizzie. (laughs) All right. So, shall we? Shall we say our goodbyes? Au revoir. And I'm Just picture Juju dancing to this right now. Or right before he's about to get toasted. Or right. Goodbye, kids. Bye, kids. Until next time, children.